Well, if you wanted a mofo Friday, you came to the right place. Plusers, good to see you again. Welcome back to the Damon Brew Show here. Friday, February 23rd, a very slow week of sports news. Pretty much in our rearview mirror. Good thing to get the NBA back in full force last night. Bunch of games were on. Uh, Warriors handled their jobs against the LeBronless Lakers. We'll get to all that. But we have been waiting all week for the defensive coordinator announcement that has yet to happen, which makes me think a couple of things. Let's get into it. And by the way, it is great to see you already. People chatting it up. I see uh, I see our man, old Dirty Hungus, wishing everybody a happy Mofo Friday. Uh, doing ear infection urgent care with the little girl today with you all in spirit. I can't even tell you how much you are with my family in spirit because Jack was in urgent care about a week ago with an ear infection. As a matter of fact, last night, we wrapped up the doses of amoxicillin or penicillin or whatever the hell the kids get to get rid of their ear infection, so those suck. One parent to another, deep sympathies. That's rough out there. Uh, hopefully your little girl is feeling better. Again, we get to know people and their families over here. It's an awesome, awesome little community. It really is. Great to see so many friendly faces and names. Remember, everybody, we've got a... Uh, We've got a Plus Mania 3 coming up on March 3rd. More details coming up a little bit later. But I want to hop into the big story that hasn't happened yet. And that is the 49ers defensive coordinator vacancy. Now, look, I have never in my entire career on air pretended to be a journalist for a minute. But what I am in is in the media. At least I was. Kind of still am. It's a new media it's a weird world. Anyways, uh, when you're in the media, as long as I've been in the media, you start to figure out how these things work. And if you got a story that you're really proud of, if you really want people talking about it, you get that out there first thing on a Monday morning. You want that Monday, Tuesday. You want it by lunchtime Tuesday. That way, everybody has all week to talk about it. Things that you'd rather just sort of slip away that you don't want an awful lot of lion's share of attention on. This is where we have created the Friday news dump. The Friday news dump is real, boys and girls. That Friday, 5 o'clock, here is the transaction, the trade, the signing, the cut, the wave that you'd rather not hear about or deal with or we don't want the blowback from our fans or whatever. Friday afternoon is when the least impressive headlines are rolled out. So people don't really focus on them. It'll be all new news by Monday. So having said all that, let me say this. If this afternoon, this Friday afternoon here on February 23rd, we find out that the 49ers have made a defensive coordinator hire, I'll bet you it's Brandon Staley. Because Brandon Staley is... There's a few boxes that he's ticking off here. The relationship with Shanahan, yes. The, you know, the, the having a relationship with Kyle makes this a little bit more of an inside job, even though he wouldn't be coming from inside the building, obviously. But it's the kind of negotiations that could be kept quiet. Bringing in Bill Belichick is something that's not going to be kept quiet. Like, there is just a level of media attention and scrutiny and investigation that goes on on the East Coast that the West Coast is essentially devoid of when it comes to sports. Like, I guarantee you there is some New England Patriots beat writer whose entire 
modus operandi is tracking car services to see who is renting Lincoln Continentals to bring them to airports to fly for jobs and they're tracking you know planes tail numbers and they're they're they like they track movement like literal physical movement in a way that just nobody on the West Coast is trying to cover sports like that. I really do feel that if this were to be Bill Belichick, something would have been leaked or talked about or said by now. So even though, you know, X's and O's and it never snows, Billy, come on out. Weather's great. I want it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. It was a pipe dream. We said as we said as much. Brandon Staley might not be a bad hire, but it feels like the kind of hire that would create the most fan anxiety and scrutiny and negative attention for something that's supposed to be like a new chapter that everyone's going to be excited about. I don't feel a lot of fans would be very excited to hear that Brandon Staley is the next defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers. He had an inglorious run as head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, and at no point in time was their defense like some exemplary want-to-be-more-like-them unit. So it wouldn't land well. Doesn't even mean it's a bad hire, by the way. Brandon Staley, last time he was a defensive coordinator, he was helping the Rams win a Super Bowl. So he does know what he's doing on that side of the ball, maybe an over his head as a head coach, but it didn't really translate to any sort of success or any bragging rights like you know i it, it, this this is totally unfair but you know kids 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 i got a surprise for you what is it dad it's brandon staley uh okay not not exactly what we asked for i don't even think i really wanted it but it might work out it might work out it might work out and so that's the kind of hire that if we are to hear about it this Friday, like it feels like Brandon Staley might be it. So we'll see if it actually happens. I thought it would something that would be announced by the end of the week. Uh, it has yet to be announced. Maybe we'll be breaking in with an emergency show a little bit later on this afternoon. Hopefully I don't get myself uh, too happy-houred to, to prevent that from happening. Uh, Chris Kiffin is still a name that I think would be worthy of of waiting on until Monday to announce. And it's also kind of a deal that you could get done under the radar. Chris Kiffin has a tie to the 49ers, uh, used to be their linebackers coach, went with D'Amico to Houston and obviously is a rising name. Uh, Jeff Albrecht's name has been bandied about in the last 48 hours more than it was the previous 48 hours, which means maybe that is a little bit more of a reality. Again, ties to the franchise. He's got them. Uh, very good defensive year with the New York Jets last year. Certainly more of a what have you done for me lately resume to be impressed by by Jeff Albrecht. Should he be the hire? But again, if it happens today, it just feels like Brandon Staley would be the name you kind of try to sneak in there on a Friday afternoon. How many people are paying attention? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe they'd be so excited about that they'd want to go full fanfare, come on out to the press conference. It's a big deal. I don't know. But it just feels a little like this is being kept very close to the vest. We haven't had any well look, you know, with all due respect to everyone who officially covers as journalists the 49ers for a living. I can't think of one local beat writer who has broken a story. It all comes from like Schefter 
or, you know, Rappaport. It all comes from network guys, but it doesn't feel like there's any local leaning, digging whispers that anybody has reported. Um, maybe this is from the East Coast. Who knows? I, I, but again, if it were coming from the East Coast, I feel like we would have heard something about it. Some Jets beat writer would have already said, you know, Albrick is in line to go ahead and take that Niner job. You know, like it would have just happened. There would be there'd be something going, which kinds me. I'm I'm leaning into Chris Kiffin being the higher just based on the silence around this. And I'm officially trying to play three-dimensional chess here. So thanks for th- thanks for playing along with me. Mm. By the way, we had a little bit of a fugazi sip of the day yesterday. I even admitted that we were well past peak ideal temperature. There it is. That was a good sip of the day right there. So we're officially designating that. Not a Friday news dump sip of the day, but a legit sip of the day. All right. All right. By the way, Barry Barry Ford checking in. Bang, bang from Memphis. Bang, bang, Barry. Thank you very much for watching from Memphis. I had a great, great time on Beale Street when I was in college. Great night on Beale Street. Um, Let's see. Other NFL news to let you know about, we've got a bigger salary cap coming our way than ever before. And by the way, two quarterbacks have restructured their deals for more cap space. Um, They might have wanted to know about the increasing salary cap before they did that, but everybody still gets paid. Just money comes out differently in the math. Uh, The Saints and Derek Carr. Not exactly the most perfect marriage we've ever seen. Um, some some rocky, bumpy times in their first year together. Well, lots of his salary got converted into a signing bonus to clear up about $23 million in cap space for the New Orleans Saints, who are looking to get about $80 million under the apron because they have uh, overspent and kicked too many uh, that's going to get expensive cans down the road. Carr, who is 32, just came off his first season with the Saints, threw for almost 4,000 yards, 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions. It was unimpressive the entire way through, basically, as were the Saints, who finished 9-8 and eight and lost uh, in the NFC South tiebreaker to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's under contract through 2026. He probably won't even last that long. Derek Carr doesn't feel like he is going to go down as a uh, huge hit in New Orleans, but he makes things a little bit easier restructuring. By the way, a little restructuring happening in the NFC West with Geno Smith. The Seattle Seahawks have converted $9.6 million of his roster bonus into a signing bonus that opens up about $4.8 million in cap space for the Seahawks going forward. That was reported by Field Yates of ESPN. So there you go. It is approaching combine time it's approaching draft time which means we are officially in an off season which means clear some cap space and uh speaking of cap space there is more of it than ever before or probably anyone could have ever imagined when the very first salary cap was what installed in 94 was that the first year of the cap it was 34.6 million dollars your entire roster had to come in for $34.6 million. That doesn't even cover a cart a starting quarterback salary anymore. 
It's good to be in the NFL. Everybody's made quite a bit of money. Um, an increase of $30 million to the salary cap. It is unprecedented. We've never seen it go up that significantly between any one season and the next. Schefter says it's because all the COVID math has been settled. So all of the financial mumbo jumbo that came out of the pandemic and having to have salaries placed in escrow, blah, 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 blah. Like all of that COVID math is officially now in the NFL's rearview mirror. Plus what is in front of the NFL are extraordinarily successful media deals with a level of attention that is unprecedented. It feels like all playoff games are now covered with the ferocity of what early Super Bowls were covered with, and every regular season game could turn into, oh, well, what do you know, like 40, 50 million people showed up to watch this son of a bitch. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing the amount of people that tune into football, and why not have the salary cap go up? Now, uh, again, $34.6 million back in 1994. 2006 is the first year that the cap broke into nine figures with a $100 million deal. And now here we are, over a quarter billion dollars in salary cap. 25, uh, uh, or excuse me, $255.4 million is the new NFL salary cap. To me more than anything else. If you're asking me, Damon, what is a gift that you would like to give football in terms of you get to make one choice to better everything in the league? Better for players, better for players' safety and health, better for coaches, better for fans, better for TV, better for X's and O's, better for all involved. Everyone gets better to me if the NFL would grow its roster to 60 players. Your game day roster should be 60 players. Enough of this 53-man, whatever, who were drafted. Get it to 60. Everyone wins. Not a penny will be missed, spent on back-of-the-roster depth. So it won't cost the NFL, like, real money to do this. And it would make the football better, which puts more people into the tent, which means when some guy gets hurt, your understudy is not coming off the practice squad, but he's here every single day, basically. Like, it just adds more depth. It adds more continuity. It means less player movement. This is what football needs. It's what football needs more than anything else. Continuity. This would help with continuity. Continuity makes everything better. If everything is better, everyone wins. Games are better. People watch longer. Games are better. People watch longer. More advertising can be sold. More interested streamers come about looking to get into the business of the NFL. Again, the tent just gets bigger with more continuity applied to this sport. That's what I would do. Like, that's what I would do. Like, I don't know, I, I, I can't solve the violence in the game, concussions, broken bones, these things are going to be ever-present. You can't remove the danger from football any more than you can remove the gravity from skydiving. It's ever-present. But let's make it a little easier. Make it easier to rest, guys. Make it easier to not have your team and its ability to execute what it wants to do altered because you are so deep into your roster that it's just, these are guys you'd rather not be playing. Uh, Bigger rosters, 
Grow the roster. If your salary cap is now more than a quarter billion dollars, let's grow the roster. Let's stop just slapping that up between the same amount of dudes. And obviously, if you're the same amount of dudes, you're saying, hey, shut up with adding more dudes to the pie. We, we want what we can get. All right. Speaking of getting what you want, you want a good sandwich today? You want a delicious lunch? I want you to go to Uncle Boy's and my man Ike's. We'll get to Uncle Boy's in a second. I got a little ahead of myself there. I'm excited about Uncle Boy's, and I'll tell you why here. But um, my man Ike, let me tell you, we couldn't do this show without him. Certainly couldn't afford these lights without him and the things that make us sound good and and uh, and, and some of the video production that we're going to be uh, infusing into the channel. Again, we're trying to grow. We're trying to get better. I hope you notice these things. Um, am I lit a little bit better today? Do I look just a touch better? Maybe even a touch, maybe the lighting is complimentary. I'm a touch skinnier. Woo. By the way, you know, you can make your sandwiches skinny at Ike's. They'll hollow out a little bit of the bread for you. They won't put as much sauce on it. They'll, there's all kinds of like healthy, vegan, nutritious options there. I'm usually not interested in any of them. I like big fat boy meat sandwiches. That's what I like. That's what I eat. Get yourself a bit. How about this? Hi, I'm Damon Bruce for Ike's. Even though there are vegetarian options in this promotion, I would like to steer you in another direction. Double the meat. Get big fat boy meat sandwiches at Ike's. You will be happy when you do. Download that app. Start earning your way to free sandwiches. You're going to be very, very, very happy. Uh, as you know, I love my sponsors, the sponsors that have been here with me, um, no matter how long that they have advertised, they tend to stick around even when they kind of go away. Again, we haven't been officially sponsored by black and yet here the whiskey is sitting right on the desk still to this day. Um, and you know, smaller businesses, uh, can't, you know, no, no advertising deal goes on forever. Now, maybe me and Ike's will be a little bit different because he's running an entire empire and we're trying to grow two empires together. We think we can help each other in those regards. Uh, Uncle Boy's is a small local family-owned burger shop with one location, plus they serve some burgers at a bar on Union Street, too. After several, several months of being a great sponsor here, Uncle Boy's and its sponsorship is ending today. Today is the final Friday of, uh, of February, and they have decided, after realizing that they have certainly raised their brand awareness and they've got, you know, there's, there's a saturation point that a small business can achieve with local broadcasting and advertising. We've achieved that. And I'm really happy to have helped Uncle Boys grow. Hopefully, we helped Uncle Boys get through some tough times, a couple of break-ins. And I love John and his crew very, very much. And they have been sponsoring the Good for Ball, Bad for Ball segment dedicated to our lost friend, our long-lost friend, Michael Urban, and his memory. Um, so let me just say that even though Uncle Boys is officially exiting as an official sponsor— Uncle Boys will maintain a place of reverence and love on this channel and in this chat. And they are, how about this? Our business relationship might be over, but we're family forever. That's the way I really feel about Uncle Boys. I love John. I think he's a great guy. I think he's got a great business. 
And I understand that small local businesses just can't advertise forever. They have certain budgets and certain windows. So it is with a heavy heart, but a full heart, that I say thank you so much to Uncle Boys for being a tremendous sponsor. We love you, Uncle Boys. You'll never be forgotten. You'll still get mentions. I can promise you that. And here they are sponsoring their final good for ball, bad for ball segment for Michael Urban. We will still keep the segment alive. Maybe get even a new sponsor for it. But in the meantime, we do love you, Uncle Boys. Uh, Good for ball, bad for ball, very personal. Uh, I'm going to tell you, in Mexico last night, Fish dropped a tweezer into a tube, into a runaway gym, back into a tube. Oh, it was like a little 1.0 magic. I was very, very excited about that. That was good for Damon's soul. That was good for Damon's balls. Uh, Good for ball for Damon anyways. Uh, For those of you who observe, this is like me, Smiley Dan, maybe Big Mac, a couple of other, a couple of other. Uh, fish fish heads are, are, are in the chat usually. Uh, good for ball, tweezer into tube, into runaway gym, back into tube. Great part of a second set last night. Very good show down in Mexico. Unfortunately, the Bruces were not in attendance. We like to be at these things. But it's been a weird year. Bad for ball. Our final bad for ball segment. Anthony Rendon, I'm looking at you, buddy. Anthony Rendon, obviously, is with the Anaheim Angels. And, like, I appreciate the honesty more than apparently he appreciates baseball. And this is just something that you don't you don't want to say out loud. I mean, I appreciate honesty. But please, little white lies help the whole world work smoother. Uh, in 2020, in an effort to build around Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, the Angels signed Rendon to a seven-year contract worth $245 million, and since they've done that, he's yet to play in more than 60 games in any one season. Always hurt, always something wrong. Rendon and his contract have been a disaster. USA Today reported that speaking to reporters down at spring training, Rendon was asked if he was considering retirement last year, and he said that uh, his priorities did indeed change. And when pressed upon how your priorities changed, Anthony Rendon said, quote, Baseball's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Okay, first of all, uh, just about everybody on planet Earth uh, has their family and their faith coming before, you know, something like a job. So to say that out loud means you are you're you're just dumb enough to be a baseball player thinking that he's speaking on some sort of intellectual level that the rest of us need to get on. Um, th- that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it'd be like me saying of all the women in the world, I love my wife the most. Well, no shit, Sherlock. That's why she's your wife. So Anthony Rendon loves himself, some religion, whatever religion that is, and he loves his own family. Good for him. Why are you shitting on baseball, though? Like, why would you say something when your effort level is always being questioned how much you really want it? You just told us, don't really want it that much. It's just a job to me. Like, oh, dude, that's just not what people who come to root for you want to hear. Like, most people would cut off a limb to play Major League Baseball if they could. And you're telling me you don't even appreciate the God-given gifts that you've had that have allowed you to make more money than you could make in any other way possible? Like, you're unappreciative of it all? That's bad for ball. 
So let me put this all through the Bruce translator. Boop, 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 boop. Here's what he really meant. I'm a 12-year major league veteran, and bring, being in spring training is not fun anymore. I'm not enjoying this. I'm 33. I've got $100 million in the bank. The angels suck. I'm part of the reason. We all know it. And please go bother Mike Trout now that Shohei Otani's not here. Like, way to go, Anthony Rendon. You are bad for ball. Uncle boys, you are good for ball. You are good for ball, and you are on the circle. You are in the family of love forever, Uncle Boys. So. Oh, uh, Cinematic Damon, whoever came in and changed your lighting, did a great job. Eh? You like that? You like that? It's amazing when you get somebody who actually knows what they're doing in here instead of just, you know, a guy and his wife trying hard to figure it out. Like, a little expertise goes a long way. It really does. Again, Big Mac says, uh, I wouldn't be mad at the Brandon Staley hiring. It's just uninspired. Yeah, I know. And that, that's why I feel like it would be buried as part of a Friday news dump. Uh, you want a little inspiration? Look no further than the Golden State Warriors. They're delivering all the inspiration that you could possibly want, right? Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. Did you really beat the Lakers if LeBron's not playing? I don't care about the details. The Warriors need to stack wins, and they need to do it right now. And they uh, put up a win at Chase Center against the Lakers. 32 points and 8 assists for Steph Curry. Trace Jackson Davis, 17 points in 18 minutes. He and Clay found a little two-man game, uh, which was really good because Clay was absolutely awful coming off the bench where he was just one for nine, but he rebounded pretty well, played some good defense, and... You know, had a little something going with Trace Jackson Davis last night. 20 for Wiggins in one of his better efforts of the season. Curry and Kaminga were both a team best, plus 25. Anthony Davis still got off. 27 points, 15 rebounds in the loss without LeBron. Um, don't let Anthony's big game make you think that Draymond didn't play well against him. He did. Draymond played pretty darn well last night as well. And look. Right now, he, he he didn't have to burn the, the candle very much. You know, he, he didn't play that many minutes, which is good on the front end of a back-to-back. -back. How about this? Draymond Green continues to have career highs in three-point percentage, effective field goal percentage, and true shooting percentage. He is an offensive scoring force more this year than in any other point in time in his career. And him not being suspended, showing up, and getting the, the Warriors to play better basketball is a big reason why they've been on a little bit of a heater. They need to keep that up. They absolutely need to keep that up. 29 games remaining. They are now 1-0 in that 29 games, and hopefully they go to 2-0 because it's the Charlotte Hornets this Friday night, tonight, at Chase Center. So keep it going. Golden State Warriors. By the way, Steph Curry, man, just been unbelievable. 32 points, 8 assists, only one turnover, 3 steals, and 6 three-pointers last night. He has led the NBA in points scored since the trade deadline according to StatMuse. That's pretty good. Shows you that Steph basically said, all right, we're going to do this. It's just us. All right, follow me. The most 30-point games on the 50-40 uh, shooting splits, 50-40-100 shooting splits in NBA history, Curry's now done it 127 times, Kevin Durant 72 times, Dirk 57 times. 
I really got to take a leak. We've tried this one time before. I'm going to go take a leak. I'm going to be right back. You guys talk amongst yourselves. Chat, you take it away. This came upon me quickly. I got to go take a leak. I'm not going to shut down, though. Everybody, handle it. Uh, uh, Michelle Haberman, you're in charge until I'm, get, until I'm back. I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. There we go. Probably the highest rated moment of the entire show. Way to go, everybody. Okay. Where are we? Whew. I'm going to tell you that, that, that as soon as I started the show, I'm like, oh man, I should have gone pee before I started the show. I could feel it. I could feel it. I could feel it. I could just feel it coming and coming and coming. And then I just couldn't help it anymore. I'm, I'm not, I won't even pretend. That's one of those pees that while you're peeing, you go, ah. It's like the sound I make when I'm putting my socks on. Ah. All right. We can go back to drinking now. Coffee, drinking coffee. Oh, we're at the uh, suggesting things to help the NFL. Uh, Tom C. says, how about we get rid of that pointless 17th game? No, that pointless 17th game is one of the reasons why revenue's up, baby. There there will never be less football. There will never be less NFL football. Um, 60-man roster would be legit. It also expands practice squads. Again, more people being in the tent is good. It's officially good for business. 60-man roster, so two kickers? Hey, there was a point where uh, there was a point where the Buffalo Bills were using like two kickers. They had Scott Norwood kicking field goals, and then they had somebody else like kicking off. You put it out of the back of the end zone. But no, you probably don't double up on kickers. Damon, you look like you've gotten some sun. Not at all. Nope, just better lit. Um, dude, lighting. Who knew? <laughs> Certainly not the radio guy. Right? Lighting, never, I never thought of lighting not once in my career. I honestly didn't think of lighting very much, even almost a full year into my YouTube career here. Uh, we, we needed to bring in a pro to fix that. The man likes his meat. Respect. I love meat. I, I, I have no follow-up to that other than, yes, meat. A um, couple of other things before we officially hop into Club Plus here and hang out for a little bit. Have you seen the Jordan Poole? has been relegated to the bench. The Wizards have taken him out of their starting lineup. He's averaging 15.6 points on 40% shooting from the field and only 30% from three-point range. Uh, Everything that he was brought into the Wizards to be, he is not even close to being that. Uh, Jordan Poole is uh, a, a little bit unfocused, a little bit mentally lazy, um little immature and these reputations have not only caught up to him they've tackled him behind the line of scrimmage and the wizards have finally said all right dude doesn't matter what you make enough is enough jordan Poole on the bench so his splits are getting worse by the month by the way it's just not good um another story that i want to get into before we tell you about another 
dearly departed family member, um, a newly discovered asteroid the size, as it was described in the story, of 16 washing machines uh, will pass within 140,000 miles of the Earth, which is closer than the moon. Now, had an asteroid the size of 16 washing machines actually hit us? Is that like a, a planet killer? I, I don't know. I guess my only real follow-up question would be, when did we start measuring things in washing machine circumference? Like, that's a new one. Washing machines? How big is that? Eh, it's, about, uh, it's, it's about 16 washing machines. Who, who says that? Who, say, who says that? The Kenmore man? Is this Maytag in charge of units and measurements now? I, what? So, an asteroid the size of 16 washing machines. Like, 16 washing machines? Like, what is that? What is that? Is that like the size of a garage? By the way, Uncle Boy's always going to be good for ball. You know it, Michelle. Sad to see Uncle Boy's go. Always going to be a part of the fam. You know it. Joe Schmo still got to hit up Unks. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uncle Boy's not only grew in business, it grew my belly. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. I'm glad you went so many times that it's growing your belly. And indeed, John is a great dude. It was great meeting him at Plus Mania 2. Otis, it certainly was. It was great having you there. And I hope you all plan on coming out for Plus Mania 3, which is going to be on March 3rd at the Halfway Club, 1166 Geneva. Doors at 4 o'clock. We're going to be going in. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be slapping backs and telling stories and drinking a few beers and eating some delicious food and supporting my friends who have opened up this awesome bar in the old Broken Record building. Um, and Plus Mania 3, The Revenge. It's about time. AJ Cruz saying I might hit up Uncle Boys this weekend. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Tom C. I love fish. Well, again, if you love fish, you got to check out that tweezer tube. Runaway Jim back into tube kind of string that they put out last night. Sneaky good gumbo. Set one gumbo. I like that. Birds of a feather was fantastic. A wave of hope. Again, Songs that go in the second song placement of that second set better be great jam vehicles, and Wave of Hope is officially turned into one. Got our man. Got our guy. Oy, oy, oy. Postman in Capitola. Love you, Uncle Boys. John is a good dude. He sure is. He sure is. Fish in Mexico. One day I'll get there. Get there. Oh, it's so great. It is so great. It really is. Of course, John Fisher could be our bad for ball at all times. Um, the whole Drake's brewery thing with A's Fan Fest, how inglorious is all that? That's just gross. That the fact that that team would put pressure on local businesses to pull out of a fan fest that the team has nothing to do with is just grotesque. There is no element of how the A's go about running their own business or treating their own fans 
that isn't detestable. They are the worst. Uh, so there you go. We're not going to be destroyed by an asteroid the size of 16 washing machines. Jordan Poole's going to the bench. We'll all survive that. Hopefully the Warriors can keep a good thing going. Hopefully we'll all survive whatever the official announcement is of who the new defensive coordinator of the 49ers is, whether it be today, this weekend, or early next week, or who knows when. It's got to happen soon, though, I would imagine. And, uh, oh, yeah, spring training's underway, but we'll worry about that when actually opening day gets underway because what are we going to worry about? Fake baseball? we got enough real baseball to worry about. So before we hop into just the chat today, and know that today is not a sports phone Friday, so we're, we're, we're not going to do any calls today. Um, didn't get enough of them. You know, uh, people are a little shy, so you've got to build up some, some gumption. Um, very sad to, uh, to let you know that uh, Papa Shasky has passed away. Now, if you are uh, paying attention over to 95.7 The Game, you might have already heard about this, but Joe Shasky, the butcher boy, who is my radio son, um, butcher got really interested in the radio when during a commercial break, I picked up the phone and told him, you know, you could actually do this for a living, dude. You're such a good caller. We became friends. Uh, he became someone that I would bring into the studio. And now in one of the funnier turns of events, um, I am out of radio and Butcher Boy is in morning drive. I'm always going to be rooting for Butcher Boy. And by the way, congratulations to Bonte, who got engaged to Anna. So, you know, as the as the world spins, we have families forming and we have the passing of a family um, of a family member in, in Papa Shasky. That is that that's that's tough, man. I mean, losing your father is very, very powerful. It's powerful medicine. And uh, I wish Joe, his family, the very, very best in this trying time. And condolences to Papa Shasky, who, when I reached out yesterday, I called Butcher. I left him a message, and he wrote me back on text, and he said, yeah, we're dealing with a lot right now. It wasn't a surprise. The, the, the family was ready for it. They prepared themselves for it. Um, but uh, the thing that really, you know, made me well up a little bit was when he said, my dad loved you, Damon, loved you. I was one of his favorite sports talk hosts, and that meant a lot to me because the Shaskies are like one of the first families of Bay Area sports, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Papa Shasky was king. So long live the king. And rest in peace, Papa Shasky. All right. So there you go. That is today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in on the podcast, which is about to have, depending on the amount of downloads that come in before the end of next week. I didn't think that we would have a record podcast month in the month of February, but obviously there was a lot of attention around the Super Bowl. Uh, but I thought that attention would taper off to where we wouldn't have a better February than we had January, but we might even top January's record-setting podcast downloads. So thank you so much for getting this podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you will find The Damon Bruce Show available for you. And I thank you so much for watching and listening. And please, 
do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's...